Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andrew T. Ruther. Good morning. Good morning. I, I am very excited about today's show. Uh, the The world of sports was like Andy Ruther has been just treading water the last few weeks on the dirty sports podcast he's not him his usual self we need to drop a heavy amount of football news on him so that he can get back to it he doesn't want to talk he he's he's heard the reddit posts he doesn't want to talk lebron it's time for some nfl news and also what are you talking about they drop major they drop nfl news that like is so perfectly andy ruther too you got Russ news. You got you. You have a backdoor into screaming about Pete Rose for ten minutes. You've got like there's so much. This is oh, the yeah. Andy. This is Andy Ruther's perfect episode. Oh yeah, in a non in a non football season time. What are you talking about with LeBron and Reddit? No, we got a, that Reddit post that said, "Oh, you guys are back to slurping LeBron." Oh, yeah, that doesn't bother me. Well, no, I know. I know it doesn't. Well, 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 for the record, you know, I I think I was I was holding my own treading while I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't the guy, you know, that was chained to the building that they're ready to knock down. Like I was I wasn't refusing, but I, I am, I, you know, I am an NFL. I'm an NFL guy. Like, yeah. of all the sports. I've never denied that now. The NFL, as you have always said, is true. Like they are the masters of taking all the news, the PR spins. They just dominate. And and it's so funny because, I mean, the NBA's the NBA's in that time of year where we're basically just talking about kind of seedings and MVPs and stuff like that. But, you know, like on a day to day basis, like the NBA, let's like no league. The, the quality of a league uh, jumps so high for the NBA from regular season to postseason. I, I don't think there's any greater jump in leagues. I, I'm not a big hockey guy, but to go from the regular season to the postseason. So everybody who is an NBA fan like myself is, you know, really at this point, just checking their watch. When do the playoffs start? When do the playoffs start? Season ends April 10th. Season ends April 10th. Let's go. Let's get the seeded done. Let's go. Let's see who's playing who. What's the playing games? Come on. It's time. Um, but baseball, meanwhile, the NFL is like, all right, well, we're going to take, if, if it's out there for us, we're going to take the headline baton. Unless baseball, baseball, are you interested? Baseball is like, nah, you're good. We're, we're, liter- we're, not, we're literally not interested at all. We, the only headline that we have to throw in the mix is there is still no baseball. Well, there's a reason I'm wearing a Chattanooga Lookouts baseball cap. Shout out to, I believe that was Dirtball Randy who sent this a couple of years ago because we have said, go to minor league games, go to minor league games. 
I am actually in the middle of planning a trip to Chattanooga with two. Wow. All right. To see the lookouts, which are the Reds double A affiliate. I've never been from what I've seen in the last few days looking beautiful city near, you know, or in the Appalachian mountains on the Georgia, Tennessee border. So it's only about a five and a half hour drive South, go through Knoxville, go through the mountains. And, uh, that, that's what I'm doing. And, and real quick to everyone, that's what I want to preach to you guys. If baseball doesn't play, I looked $10 seats, $10 seats right behind. Meanwhile, I'm here. Just a, a, a battered housewife. What did I do yesterday? I bought Matt's tickets. Just a battered housewife. He's coming. <laughs> he's coming back to me. It'll be fine. He loves me. Sometimes he just gets angry. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to go. Like I said, I'm, we're going to go down to Chattanooga. I'm going to go down to Louisville. Uh, there's a single A Reds affiliate, I, or I think they're still Reds, the Dayton Dragons. I'm like, my thing is I'll see baseball. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. But, you know, I'm not waiting on you, Major League Baseball. And it, it'll give me a reason to, again, travel a little too, but. I agree. Baseball dropping the baton and NFL is taking it and just sprinting. They, they, now, this is the, here's the big question. I don't want to put too much. I, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. You we you have a lot of uh, football news on the rundown. I think that's where we got to start. Where What's do we that? start? What's that? I mean, you, have, well, you, have, I, I, you have a grin. I didn't know if you were I'm, ready to say I'm something. Just, I, 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 I want to say it without saying it, but I, I was just interested to see, like, there's a lot happening right sure. now. There's a ton. I'm interested to see what Andy Ruther deems the top story in sports today. Well, I, you know, I don't top. That's tough. I mean, you, you have Aaron Rodgers resigning and Russell Wilson traded. I mean, those are now those Aaron Rodgers resigned, but didn't. Then he, he put out a tweet saying, Basically, that he will be a Packer next season, but that the reports of a four-year, two hundred million dollar extension are untrue. Correct. Are, so the so there has been no deal signed or and no further reports of a deal signed since his tweet. To my current knowledge, we don't know what the length of that deal is, or or even if there. I mean, we would know if one has actually been signed. Yeah, or the financials behind it. Right. So essentially there's some sort of agreement in terms, but he, or at least that they'll come to terms and he has guaranteed, although he hasn't, <laughs> he also guaranteed he was vaccinated. So at this point, at this point, until Aaron Rodgers, until I see a tweet from the Packers of Aaron Rodgers signing a piece of paper and Aaron Rodgers in a red Jersey at training camp, I'm going to assume that there's still the chance that, he is not the Packers quarterback, but taking it at face value, he will be back with the Packers. Yeah. And I was shocked when I saw that initial tweet as well. Not from him, the one about the deal. Cause I thought yeah. that's just too much money. Like, like they're not, they're already in cap issues. They're not going to win if they give him 150 plus million guaranteed. So who knows? They now, did now they did to, be, to be fair, their initial report was that it was a cap friendly deal with a ton of bonus money, which great. It's not, you know, like if you're a Packers fan, you go, great. It's not my money. I don't give a shit if they give it all to him up front and then he gets hurt and it, and it doesn't count again. Like 
as a fan, all the only number that should matter to you is the cap hit. Sure. Yeah, totally. Otherwise, well, that's not your money. Who cares? I, I guess, except if you are a Packer, Packers owner, and then I guess sort of like in a way it is your money, but not really. It's not coming out of your bank account. Yeah. So they tagged Devontae Adams. I know they're they're working on a possible deal. And again, I, that's that's like above my pay grade. I don't know how that works with cap space and the franchise tag and the long term deals and the dead end money and all that. But it sounds like he's back and back to back 13, 13 and three seasons. Back to back. What? Number one seeds. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough for him. It'd be tough for him to not go back. But but here but, you know, here we are, though. It's like, dude, you got to win in the playoffs, man. Absolutely. So I think a lot of teams, I think the, I think the, you know, we're going to talk a lot of quarterbacks as we always do. And moving around, I think the thing with Aaron Rodgers, though, much like the Patrick Mahomes deal is like you, there are some quarterbacks where it's like, start there, have that guy figure it out around him. You know, through the, the, the players through the years, it has worked with numerous guys that work Peyton Manning, work with Tom Brady. It works with like the guys who are just like elite, 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 which I think Aaron Rodgers is sure. You, if your team was like exceptional without Aaron Rodgers, you go, Hey man, we're good enough where I think we can win with a guy who's making, who's, who's gives us 30 or it gives us 75% of your production at 50% of your value or whatever. But with, I think with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is the key to the Packers contending. Uh, he has been, and I think he continues to be. So now it's, you know, kind of the best of both worlds. If you're going to have to pay a guy who's that elite is try to do it in some sort of cap friendly way, find out what else you guys need, whether that's defense, whether that's offensive line, whether that's uh, more weapons. I mean, I, I feel like he's got weapons, um, but yeah, get it done. You know, that's not the case with five QBs in the league. You know, th- we talk top five all the time. Top five is like that fun number. Top five rappers, top five, whatever top five, but like not every top five guy, in my opinion, in the league qualifies as somebody who it's like, we don't give a fuck what we pay him. We have to start there. We, t- we talked about, you know, how great the freeing of Matthew Stafford from Detroit was he goes to the Rams. They immediately win the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean that tomorrow, if Matthew Stafford wants money, they should just give him whatever he demands and figure it out. No, they could win, you know, with another guy who's a- of that quality. But I think with the Packers, find a way to get him a cap friendly deal and yeah, build it around Aaron Rodgers. Even if that's, and, and sometimes that is, we're trying to do it for the next two years, but we got to give them four, you know, we got to do it for the next three years, but we got to give them four. Yeah. And you know, him returning is obviously what the it's much needed at this point with the NFC quarterback situation and also huge L for the NFC North, like, like huge L for Vikings fans, bears fans. I mean, lions fans have been taking L's for, 30 plus years. So that'll continue. But had he left, you suddenly would have an opening for sure. And And now, and now the league. Yeah. And real quick. And now Jordan love is, is, he's, he's literally on the Aaron Rodgers path of sitting for the first three years. 
which and I think I think people unless forget. somebody right unless somebody sees value in him from the times he's played during Aaron Rodgers COVID slash COVID toe situation, but I don't I certainly don't think he proved anything in those games where whatever and you know maybe that is you you didn't draft Jordan Love thinking you were gonna extend Aaron Rodgers. You didn't you didn't draft Jordan Love thinking you had Aaron Rodgers for the next five seasons. Well, they probably didn't think he, you know, he's won two MVPs since they drafted him. Right. I mean, I don't, I just don't think they ex- yeah, I just don't think they expected not only to have him, but for him to continue to play at this level. But his shakeup does not mean nearly as much as, as the Russell Wilson one to me. Well, and 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 honestly, you know, they say uh, that this the Russell Wilson deal was weeks in the works and all that stuff, but it did happen right after the news of Aaron Rodgers going back to the Packers broke. So the idea that they weren't that they're now sort of on the record as not pursuing Aaron Rodgers and they wanted Russell Wilson the whole time, I just call bullshit on. As far as the Broncos are concerned, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't they be pursuing? They need they needed a quarterback. Yeah, you, you know the, the Broncos. And obviously we can jump into it right now. I don't think people realize like the Broncos were they're They're a good quarterback away from being a really, really good team. A lot of people think they're Super Bowl contenders now. I think you're I, gonna do- I, I do not, but I also think that the difference between being a quarterback away and being in the Aaron Rodgers mix is different than being a quarterback away and ending up with Russell Wilson. Yes. Do I think the do I think the Broncos, with all of the quarterback talent and all just the overall talent in the AFC West, um, like uh, would needed a, a quarterback upgrade to be Super Bowl contenders? Of course. And I think with Aaron Rodgers, they are Super Bowl contenders. Do I think with Russell Wilson, they are Super Bowl contenders? I don't personally. But um, you know. The the Broncos have needed a quarterback essentially since John Elway retired, save for two seasons of Peyton Manning or three seasons of Peyton Manning, whatever that was. Yeah. Well, you know, I, th- I think there's a lot of factors at play as far as the Super Bowl contenders is, you know, it's it's the Russ. What Russ are they going to get? And and I I did a deep dive. I, I was really curious. I, I did a long deep dive on Russ's career because I, I think you and I will disagree on things, but I think I think you and I actually have a have a happy medium where we can agree at this point on Russ's career. And before we jump into that, I just want to say the Broncos D last year, they give the third fewest amount of points. They give up 18.9 points a game. Correct. So like the D wasn't just good. It was a top three. That's all I care about is how many points you give up. They were a top three defense and their offense was bottom 10, 23rd out of 32, as far as points scored. So, and the bottom line is if you look at Russell's career from in terms of how he has performed in wins, how he's performed in playoff runs, the first five years he was in the league, their defenses were like one, 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 two, and five or something. No, like that. I have it in front of me. Yeah. No, this is actually, this is where we're going to agree. This is going to prove the point of, uh, of Russ. So this, this is the Seahawks points per game defense. His first five years, 2012 through 2016, one, 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 and three. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So uh, listen, I understand the Broncos saying like this, that we can get this guy and we can get it done. The, I think the issue with the uh, Broncos current situation is not how they'll play against the whole league. How are they going to fare in their division? Sure. Well, well, to kind of continue what we're saying. So, so again, the defense in Russ's first five years is that good. When he has two Super Bowl appearances, he goes eight and four in the playoffs, two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl win. The Seahawks defense in the last five years, 14, 11, 22, 15, 12, which now, by the way, not bad. That's not bad. No, no, no. It's not terrible for sure, but it's, it's obviously not. Top. But, uh, and uh, and that is kind of like where you know so, so it's middle that's levels. where my russell wilson thing is like okay sure there's but you know this is the he can hit an open corner three a lot of quarterbacks can win when you have the single best defense in the league sure so so that the averages this the last five years it's averaged 14.8 out of 13 out of 32 teams so it's basically a little better than middle of the pack and he's won. And not a lot of quarterbacks can win when your defense is middle of the pack, but some can. He's won one playoff game in that time. So that's a, that's a huge <laughs> knock on him. And I'm not going to deny that. That's a huge knock on him. But I, I would present this argument based on what we're saying. If they can have a top five defense, and that's a huge if, I would say they're Super Bowl contenders if he plays how he can play and how he should play based on his first 10 years based on his first five years in particular. And if you look at them last year, you know, they're eight and nine, but like they're in, they're one of those teams. They're in like every game, but you got, you got drew lock and Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, we all, no one thinks that the problem with the Broncos wasn't the quarterback situation. The, the question is, you know, in that division, with the high-powered offenses, with, you know, is the defense going to be as good? You know, then also there's a lot of strategy that goes into, I'm not saying, I think the Broncos defense is really good. And I think the Broncos defense can can continue to be really good. But there's also the, you know, defense when you're punting the ball all the time, when you're like, that when this is our strategy, let's just stop them. Now they have to go out and win games. They have to go out and be like, we have to, we have to be, we have to win the division. I mean, that's the goal, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the first goal. Sure. Well, look, I, I know what you're saying. I would say within the division, obviously the chiefs are still the team to beat the chargers. No one's going to disagree how great their offense is. Their, their defense was atrocious last year. It was right. 20. It was totally. 20. It was 29th out of 32 teams. And, yeah. and I would argue if, if the Chargers defense doesn't improve, they're, they're just – Justin Herbert can't outscore every team. Like He needs help, man. So, But that is going to be their strategy. The Chargers. Yeah. To just outscore every team. Yeah. For sure. But I, I would – I mean, to me, without hesitation, I instantly put the Broncos above the Chargers in that division. Okay. It's fine. Like, I don't hesitate on that with, with Russell Wilson. You know, both the, the teams were different in one win last year, and one had a guy who I think is destined to be a great quarterback in Justin Herbert, and the other team, again, had Teddy Bridgewater. Right. 
So totally, totally one, but you know, in the NFL, a good defense goes along with, and, and again, I think the thing that we're, you know, the underplaying Justin Herbert on, he's been awesome. He's been in the league two years. Sure. What if, you know, remember Josh Allen after two years, what if Justin Herbert leaps from what he's already done the same amount that Josh Allen left after two years in the league. So then Justin Herbert's the single best quarterback in football. Like, I mean, he could, I mean, he could be. Yeah. He could be. And obviously, I, I think Herbert's great. And, and and also, can we, like, I know I, I sent my tweet that Russell Wilson is now the third best quarterback in his division. I mean, I got a text message from somebody that's pretty heavily involved in the NFL who's like, I actually think he's fourth. I mean, somebody with that's real. That's, that's I disagree with that. Okay. I disagree with it, too. I disagree with it too, but we're, we're just pretending the Raiders who are a playoff team last year, who have a new coach who that not an interim coach just like don't exist. No, I, I didn't even say that at all. I look, I think Carr's a nice quarterback. I do. I also think Russell Wilson, he came back to, I think it was obvious. He came back too early. He missed three games. He was terrible his first couple games back. And then by, and then his last few games, he played well. I think he came back too early. Again, I think if he doesn't force things, I think he'll be fine. But also, you know. I'll just say that let's just talk about the trade specifically. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Uh, if the Broncos don't win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson, they lose the trade a million percent. You think they have to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. What if, what if they make a Super Bowl? Okay, if they make a Super Bowl, we'll call it like like. And, and honestly, I think the deal is a win for the Seahawks, almost no matter what. Interesting. That's interesting. Almost no matter what, and I almost think the only way the deal is even justified, if you're the Broncos, is if you make a Super Bowl slash win a Super Bowl. Because I mean, they got a haul. And listen, I was, I mean, don't, for, don't forget the Joe Prano prediction was that Russell Wilson wouldn't be a quarterback for the Seahawks in 2020, because I didn't think that they would give him that big extension that they did give him. I was, you no, know, I th- no, I think if we went back to the tape, I think you, you went as early as 2018, 2019. My, my prediction was that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks will say, we can't give this guy, no matter with everything he's done, we can't give him the huge deal at the cost of not having a defense that's one, 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 or three. And they did do that. And it did cost them. And they did, their defense did suffer. And the offensive line did suffer. And two years, three years into the deal, whatever it was, they're like, this is unsustainable. So people can shit on the Joe Prano, Russell Wilson hate the whole time. In the end, it wasn't Tom Brady. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers. It wasn't Brett Favre. It wasn't Drew Brees. It wasn't a guy who they were like, this is our guy until the wheels fall off. They were like, this is unsustainable. We are not going to win paying him this money and trying to put a team around him. And they picked the coach and the GM over Russell Wilson. Look, I've never... Obviously, I'm a huge Russell Wilson guy, but I've never compared him to Tom Brady or said he's better than a Brady or Rodgers, those guys. But 
at the end of the day, I think it boils down more to financials, right? Like, 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 yeah. So does Kirk Cousins. So does sure. Tom Brady. But, so does, but, I mean, there, there's, there are my, guys, but my point is this, like, like it's still a quarterback driven league and that's the most important position. I understand. I don't hate what Seattle did, but you have to say this. If you don't get, I mean, his, his overall arc of his career, the 10 years, the whole resume, statistically, team-wise, all that, you can't deny what Russ has put together. So I would argue, like, unless you fill that as a Seahawks fan, unless you, like, you're going to have to fill that with someone else, and that's not easy. But, and this is what, this is my problem with the Seahawks fans that are, oh, we've been stabbed in the heart. This is the trading of Sean Kemp. This is the blah, blah, blah. This is the, this is the taking of the supersonics out of town. Guys, you're now in a position where you have tons of picks and tons of cap space. You have a defensive minded coach who's won on multiple levels as a coordinator, as a head coach in college, and as a head coach in the NFL playing defense. And now you have a situation where you go out, you evaluate defense, you draft defense, you spend on defense, and you try to win with a great defense and a quarterback on a rookie deal. AKA, why you love Russell Wilson. Which is fun. If Russell Wilson had had his whole career, Without the Super Bowl win, no one would be like, you're, you're ripping our hearts out. You guys love Russell Wilson because he won you a Super Bowl and he took you to two. But also, one, 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 and three in the first five years of his career when he made those Super Bowl runs. They're going back to the blueprint that worked. They're not abandoning the blueprint that worked by getting rid of Russell Wilson. They're going back to the blueprint that worked. But I would argue that blueprint is so tough to duplicate because they hit like they hit on picks, man. But like Bobby Wagner's now gone, and and that's you know he he he's a hall. I don't think people realize how good he is. They released him. He's a Hall of Fame linebacker, and he him and Russ were the last two remaining guys from that Super Bowl run team. He's that good, and his numbers back it up, and all the All Pros. He's been that. But good. look at the, dude. But, let's but my, not forget but, Pete Carroll's the original the original Belichick assistant, right? But my point, but Joe, that's my point. My point is they brought in Wagner. They brought in Chancellor, they, they Sherman. These are all guys they drafted. Like they were just hitting. Let's be honest. But that's my hitting, point. They I'm, were hitting I'm, on their picks. But that's my point. This is what I'm saying. If you go back to Pete Carroll as the original Belichick assistant, this is the Belichick model. And Belichick kept Brady. And we're all agreeing that, Russell Wilson is no Tom Brady. Sure. And we also know that Belichick was kind of planning around Tom Brady the whole time and the ownership and, you know, all the things that go with the Tom Brady legacy maybe got in the way of him moving on when he, when he originally, originally wanted to. Now you can say you got more Super Bowls out of it and blah, 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 blah. And maybe that, you know, the Tom Brady and the Belichick and the craft three headed monster, you know, two of those guys overpower one and, and it worked out. But the bottom line is it is, he is doing what Belichick has done for 20 years. Oh, your fa- This guy's your favorite player. You love fucking, you know, Harrison, you love uh, Brewski. You love this guy. They're gone. They're gone. We don't hang on to guys too long. 
and we start over and we rebuild and the defense is always going to be good. And that we're just, the line's always going to be good. And we're going to do it with the draft and we're going to do it by like stealing guys in free agent. Now the, the Seahawks certainly don't have the, the history of doing it that the Patriots do, but the bottom line is this is the situation you get into. And it is, where were you going with Russell Wilson Seahawks fans? Where were you going? No, and look, I'm not going to argue that. I, I don't think it was a tough situation. I don't think they were going to win a Super Bowl with the trajectory they've had the last few years. They just weren't because they weren't. And they would, the only way they would have blown because up then that- also you get, you get, you when you have that elite quarterback, you hear the things. You never heard Tom Brady say, I didn't have enough weapons. You never heard Eli Manning say he didn't have enough weapons. You didn't hear Peyton Manning say he didn't have enough weapons. You hear it from Rodgers a little bit. You hear the grumblings from Rodgers. But I have heard it from either Russell Wilson's mouth or a Russell Wilson proxy and has Seahawks he, when, fans. When has, he, when has he said that? Because he's I'm just weapons. saying this is right. But we got the DK Metcalf the last few. The DK Metcalf was a first round pick. But my point is third, third round. But yeah, third, third round pick. First round talent. Third round pick. Right. percent. Um, but you, they spent to get him there. They went out and got Jimmy Graham one year. They went out and did it. They like, they heard whether it was Seahawks fans or ownership or Russell through somebody or whatever. And the bottom line is that they won with defense. Who were the fucking receivers on the Super Bowl teams? Doug Baldwin. Right. Yeah. I don't think Lockett was there yet. Percy Harvin. Sure. Who they traded for. Look, man, I I don't disagree. And and I think the one thing I will say about Russ uh, also is he's going to have to play well because you did have two really, really good receivers in Lockett and DK Metcalf. And now you're, you're going to young guys who haven't proven themselves. So, which great, by the way, that's better for him. Good defense, young receivers on, on rookie deals. This is what you want. This is why it works. And and that's what I'm saying. That's why you're in the AFC. (laughs) No, that's fine. But like, that's why I'm saying, I think, I I think they're right there in the mix. Exactly. With, with the defense and with what, look, if I'm a Broncos fan, if I'm if I'm like a Brant Tobler, I, I want to say this. I, I you want Russ to throw. You probably agree with me. You probably want 28 touchdown passes, seven interceptions, 37, 3,800 yards. Sure. Maybe 4,000. I guess 4,000 is more around the line. But my you, you know, my point is defense run the ball. Of course. Russ doesn't need to have 40 touchdown passes. Exactly. So We'll see. Now, Seahawks fans, I, I understand, though. I mean, look, 10 years, though. But but I, I have I have a little thing for Seahawks fans, Joe. If you're a Seahawks fan out there and you're struggling right now as you deal with these new challenges and the future, the uncertainty, you might have some low self-esteem, some mental health issues. You should log on to Talkspace, right? All the rain, all like the, the resurgence of that Nirvana song with the Batman. Russ leaving. I don't know how the Kraken are doing, but I mean, S- Seattle just in general. Yeah. Is, is a place you, you add this into the mix guys get on it. Yeah. There, there's no better time now than to download the talk space app. 
because uh, it's an excellent resource. It can walk you through all different issues. I have used Talkspace for the last six months. It's been great for me. I had some rough, a rough patch over the Christmas time. It's never easy, especially with what I've gone through the last few years. So Talkspace has been great. And what's even better about Talkspace is that it has thousands of licensed therapists across dozens of specialties. So you can connect with someone that's trained just for what you need. And uh, what's great is you can video chat, you can have audio options, live sessions, you can get support from a variety of, you know, you have a variety of options. And I know people worry about privacy nowadays and they have that covered too. Your privacy is a priority and Talkspace has encryption and added security features to keep your conversation secure. So Dirtballs, Seattle fans, anyone who wants to talk to somebody. Baseball fans. <laughs> baseball fans. I mean, a lot, a, lot, a lot of people need to talk to somebody in the sports world now. Get the one-sized-fits-one support you need with Talkspace. Sign up today at Talkspace.com and you get $100. That's a great deal. Off your first month with promo code <laughs> DIRTY. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code DIRTY, D-I-R-T-Y. So to kind of put a button on the rust talk and the Broncos, do they? you don't think they make the playoffs next year? I mean, I think they could. But you, you texted me and Randy Ruther. You didn't think they make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs next year. I mean, I think they could, but I, my the bottom line with the the trade for me is uh, these are my my big takeaways are one Seattle did the absolute right thing, kind of the absolute right thing I think they should have done prior to this. Can, they, can I ask something real quick on that? Yeah, what would be their other options if they kept Russ? Just blow up the roster and ask him to take a reduced because he he has I think two more years on his contract. I, I just I just think that that's not even really an option if you if if you are unless you're in unless your entire thought process is like keeping our fan base who if they were fucking all NFL GMs would be NFL GMs at bay unless you're unless it's fans first and foremost i just don't think that that's the play yeah and 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 that and that leads to kind of my point is like i think seattle did the absolute best thing for their franchise i think that they should have done this earlier and I think that if you're a Seattle fan, you need to realize, uh, you know, play, put, put yourself in the Ravens shoes for a while. Like, do, do, do you just think they should have ridden Joe Flacco forever because he won a Super Bowl with a great defense? He's still in the fucking league. Should 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 Joe Flacco still be the quarterback of the Ravens? I know Russell Wilson is way more in his prime and better, but like. That's what you're doing. You're just like, you guys are just like pouring your hearts out because this guy won you a Super Bowl. He won you a Super Bowl on a rookie deal with a top one defense. Like this is the blueprint for Pete Carroll. So I think it's absolutely the right move for Seattle. I really don't think they have other option other than it is to keep fanboys at bay. I think it's a great move for Denver. But in the end, if Denver doesn't win a Super Bowl, this definitely hurts them long term. Yeah, but you know. it's, a lot, it's a lot of picks. It's it's talent. Yes, it's a win now league, and they're making a move that they think can win them a Super Bowl. I'm but saying, I'm just saying this: if they had gotten Aaron Rodgers, I'd have been like, 
Yeah, this is a no-brainer. It's it's two. But you got Russell pick. Wilson. It's two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick. Noah Fant, who's nice. Shelby Harris is pretty good, and and of course Drew Locke, who's just a backup. I mean, for me, I'm not going to go that far. I, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, you obviously got to go deep playoff runs with Russ on your team. And, and who knows? I, I know it's a tough division, but the AFC's the AFC's just tough in general, right? Like, yeah, like r- regardless, it, it definitely makes that division so much more interesting in that conference. I mean, I mean, right now. I mean, the memes are hilarious, but like if we're talking about, I mean, just like all the things like if we're talking about this exact deal gets done for the Bucks, we think it's a way better deal, right? If Russell Wilson goes to the Bucks, a team that just won a Super Bowl two years ago, that's in a division that they can sure win easily. Yeah, no, that, for that sure. has a that has a breezier time through the playoffs. For sure. For sure. I don't know though. I you know, you know, I'm seeing personally, I'm seeing cracks in Kansas City. And I know Sure, but you need to see cracks in Kansas City. You need to see cracks. You need to see the Chargers not improve. You need to see the Raiders not get better with McDaniels. You need to see uh the Bengals fall off. You need to see the Bills not continue to figure it out. You need like take it to the next level. Like it, the AFC is a gauntlet, dude. It is a gauntlet. Obviously. And if you go, if you go division win or wild card win and division win, if you get essentially, if you get the last five years of Russ, if you get 11 and seven or whatever it is, 11 and six, and then a, a wild card win, you lost that trade. But again, those picks have to work out. That's why I kept saying, no, I disagree because what, what do you mean you disagree? Because because the, that's 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 neither here nor there. It's like, but but it, but it you, is the, the, uh, what the picks have to work out for Seattle. What, yeah, they, they, what, but how, they got they, they got a hit dude. Just because have, just because Seattle doesn't hit on the picks doesn't mean Denver couldn't have hit on the picks. If you have four picks between the top two rounds for the next couple of years, those got to be just significant players to your team. I, I mean, I, I, I disagree because I think that what Seattle does with them is going to be different than what Denver might have done with them. And, and yeah, some, what if three of them miss and one of them's fucking r- the next Russell Wilson? You know what I mean? But again, to me, it boils down to, you know, it's a quarterback driven league still. And, and, and again, if the Broncos can go eight and nine and be right in games with those guys, you have a significant upgrade. You have a veteran who no one's, is, no one's arguing that, but now here we go. Now you get 34 year old Russell Wilson on a team with a top three defense from last year with young weapons in a tough division. Let's go. My point is I think Seattle in terms of the hall that they got is happy no matter what, because where were they going? And now you're only happy if you're Denver if you play in an AFC championship game, win an AFC championship game, play in a Super Bowl, win in a Super Bowl. I mean, they're going to extend him, right? Mm, we don't know. 
We don't know. We think he's going to play this year and next year. Do you think he goes into next year an unrestricted free agent the year after? I hate making those calls because he he got injured. Like, you know, you're at that point in your career. You've played 10 years. Could you get injured again? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I I don't even want to predict that because the game. game Well, I I, I, here's one thing I'll say. I'll certainly hope Denver didn't give all that away for two years of Russell Wilson. Well, if they won a Super Bowl, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's like the Rams. No, no. The, but the Rams won a Super Bowl. Like, I don't care what they gave away. Right. Totally. Totally. That's But that's basically what I've been saying this whole time. If they win a Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. Okay. So let, let, let's let's talk about just real quick, and then we'll move on. Who has a higher chance of making the playoffs, the Bengals or the Broncos? For you. I mean, I, I think the Bengals division-wise only, because even if you say – even if you say they're a wild card team in their division, who has a better chance of winning the division? Ah, you know that might be a coin flip. Even though I like a lot of the teams in the AFC West, because you never know what the fuck could happen uh, with a Super Bowl hangover. But a Super Bowl hangover, and they suddenly have a losing record this year. But if they have a, you know, if they're ten and seven, is ten and ten seven might be good enough to make it. You know, sure, it might be good enough to win that division. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting, man. Like I said, I don't think 10 and seven's winning the AFC West. No, it's not. The, the, the AFC is loaded. Gun to my head today. I'm still like, I still like the bills to w- to go to the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to, I'd like to repeat that pick. I just think, I think they're going to be hungry. So how far down the list of Super Bowl, how far down the list do you have the Broncos? If you had to be like, I have, I have, you know, thousand dollars of money i can sprinkle it on these teams to I mean, get I, there. I, would, I would spread that thousand out pretty well okay I, but but where would you start you start with the bills i'd start with the bills then where would you go to be honest with the chiefs no to be honest i i i i'd, I'd probably put 333 bucks on bills i might even do it even bills chiefs and broncos Those would be my three favorites and maybe not even in that order, to be honest. I mean, I'm saying bills just cause I, 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 I just, I just feel like I'm watching. Yeah, Josh. It's totally, it's totally reasonable. But for listen, the idea that the chiefs have hosted the AFC championship game for four consecutive seasons, the I idea know. that they're not the next one that you sprinkle a little bit of money on. I just, feel, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know. I, I have nothing to back that up with, and I know what you're saying. You have Russell Wilson love. You have eight and nine ads Russell Wilson now better than the four time AFC Championship no, game no, hosting no. Chiefs. I, I, you I love just, Russ. I, I do love Russ, but I just told you I I would still gun to my head. I still am picking the Chiefs to win that division right now. But I just I don't know, man. Like now, yeah. let me ask you one more thing about Russell Wilson. And okay. Since you're since you're a resident Russell Wilson stand, since you're as close, I mean to a Russell Wilson slurper as there is. Are you concerned with one, the finger injury? Yes. And two, two, a, 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 you know, a Russell Wilson that I believe turns, does he turn 34 in November? He turns 35. I think he turns 34 in November. Um, Correct. And, and the idea that maybe 
the, the dual threatness of Russ, which Seattle, I think, did a great job of managing. Uh, also, just, you know, he will continue to get less athletic as well as has a hand injury. Yeah, I, I, the athlete, he wasn't running the ball. I, I, the, the hand injury for sure. When, when you play nine full seasons and don't get injured and suddenly you're injured, I, I look. I feel bad for the Denver Broncos offensive line who are suddenly going to be called suspect, even though no one was calling them suspect when they had Teddy Bridgewater. Like, why can't they protect this guy? First of all, I, you know, you've been, you've been saying this forever. I, I don't know. Who, who are these people? Who are these people? Who are these people that what? Idiots Co- on Twitter who, who are who, saying this? Who's saying Seahawks, uh, that, that rust with an offensive line and blah, blah, blah. Let's let's let, let's let's see right now. Let's actually let's just see most sacks given up by team last year. The okay, where are the Broncos? Well, he's going to let me see where are the Broncos in this list. It's going to about middle of the pack. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No more. They gave up the eleventh most sacks last year, so we'll see. Look, I, look, I, I'm not saying that they're suddenly going to win the Super Bowl. I, I think there are legitimate concerns, which I'm saying right now with an injury, with younger guys. You did have a rapport in Seattle. You had nine years of Pete Carroll. You're now PFF. Going- I know. And listen, I take everything PFF the grain of salt. Last year, final rankings, PFF. Denver Broncos offensive line, 19. Cincinnati Bengals, 20. Yeah. Squeezed between the New Orleans Saints and the Cincinnati Bengals. Bills, Saints, Broncos, Bengals, Ravens. I would like to know how they do the mathematical equations in PFF. Yeah. By the way, very, very close to me. I don't know if you know that they're, they're, they're based. Uh, you can see their offices from your house. <laughs> you can see your offices as you drive over the bridge. One of my yoga instructors, her boyfriend works for PFF. Nice. She told me that. I said, Oh, PFF, huh? She, she was shocked that I knew where it was. She's shocked that I knew about it. I'm like, I have a sports podcast. She's like, you know what pro football focus is? I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, also anybody who watches Sunday night football should know what pro football I can't even say it. Pro football focuses. Okay, we got a lot to get through. The other big trade, if you want to call it that, I don't think it's a big trade. Carson Wentz going to Washington. I mean, I think you saw my tweet about this. <laughs> I said when they said Carson Wentz uh, sent to the Commanders. Good tweet. Good. I tweet. was like, oh, he's been sent to the Arena League. That makes that tracks. That makes sense. But no, he's been sent to Washington, which, by the way, did you see the link I put in our rundown? I did add one thing to the rundown. Oh, look at you. I see it right now. The Washington Commanders Super Bowl odds drop with the trade for Carson Wentz. Which isn't so much I think about Carson Wentz as much as I think it was. Are they in the mix for like a real quarterback like let's not make their odds too too high because somebody puts a bet on them and suddenly they end up with Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson or you know whoever 
And now we're getting burned because we had them at 60 to one. But then they were like, oh, they got Carson Wentz. Let's make them 75 to one. Which just, I mean, God, the Carson Wentz saga. Well, the funny thing about Carson Wentz, he just Carson Wentz has appeared on three teams since him and his wife posed on their boat, by the way. You know, they say, and by that, you <laughs> people say, I like to just, just kill a joke, just bury a joke. You know, I've been known to do that with OJ Simpson, Aaron Hernandez, some of my favorite go tos, Taco Bell. I mean, you and the boat jokes, you love it. He has decreased in value every time he's been traded, which does make me laugh. Like last year, what well, was like a second round with a possible first round pick? Now, it's third rounds. Look, he didn't have a terrible year last year, but when it mattered most, he played poorly. And also, he's just a fucking turnover machine. He just makes reckless decisions. He was in a position. And honestly, <clears throat> it's it's the worst part about it is it cost me like the it cost me being able to tell Eagles fans that they've never won a Super Bowl and that they should all fucking suck on their own tailpipes. But like we had an Eagles season. We're just like every, like despite everything, every goddamn thing went right. Every reckless Doug Peterson call worked. Carson Wentz, every reckless Carson Wentz throw was completed. Every Carson, every reckless Carson Wentz fumble bounced right back into his hands. They just had a year of destiny that made Carson Wentz look like a MVP, made Doug Peterson look like a competent coach, made Nick Foles look like the free agent quarterback everybody wanted. And since that time, Doug Peterson's been fired. Carson Wentz has been traded twice. Nick Foles has fucking signed multiple deals that didn't work out. It's like, it's awful because in the end, we got boisterous. Philadelphia Eagles fans that had now have a Super Bowl to hang on to eating horse shit off the streets. But it was a it was like the ultimate flash in the pan for like everybody involved. It is crazy before that injury against the Rams. Like that MVP was his. I believe that was week 13 or 14 and there was only three or four games. I mean, that MVP was his which is nuts. And he's just never regained it. If you're Washington, I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, like, is he really that big of a difference in Taylor Henneke? I actually like Henneke. I mean, and, 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 and what I like about Henneke is like, he's giving you what he gives you and you play the defense and you don't spend the money yet. It's like, are they ready to win? I mean, I guess the thing with the, I guess the thing with the Redskins is who's like, I oh, mean, wait, th- the, thank you. Thank you for that. The, sorry. The commanders. No, I can't, Jesus. I, I can't, I can't get on the commanders. I love, I, I, I'm like, I'm, it's like, I'm still referring to Carson Wentz as an Eagle. I've skipped over two full name changes. I, I can't, <laughs> like, I just can't get on the commanders. I think I'm just going to stick to Washington. I can't. Yeah. Washington football. The, t- the team in Washington. Well, let's go Phil Sim style. The DC football team. Um, the thing about, Washington is like, I guess you have as much right to win the NFC East as anybody, because what are the the Eagles are sticking with Jalen Hurts, the Giants have the new a, a start anew once again uh, across the board. 
the Cowboys are, you know, there's been eight Jerry Jones lawsuits since the season ended. (laughs) Not to mention like the, uh, like, I mean, we should call them legal paper tigers. Like they're covered in so much legal paperwork that that's what we're now making the, the paper tigers out of redlined lawsuits. It's unbelievable. Right now. So I guess, I guess if you're Washington, it's like, we think he's a slight upgrade at quarterback. We think he's fixable. We think he's low valued. We can get him for whatever. And we have as much of a right to the NFC East as anybody, because every year, no one ever repeat wins the NFC East. The Cowboys aren't that good. The giants are starting over and the Eagles aren't that good. Like, I just don't get it though. I like again. I I just don't think. I don't think I could pick the NFC East winner if I got three tries. <laughs> like I don't know who fucking wins the NFC East. I just, I just like like that that you're not you're not changing. You you went from a you went from a Honda Accord to a Chevy Malibu. I'd rather have the Accord. I, I I don't by the way, I don't know shit about cars, so maybe that's a terrible analogy, but I just I think you went from a Honda Accord to like a like a like a a classic like Land Rover or something like that. You're like, oh, in theory, this thing could go off-roading or whatever. And then they're like, Yeah, but th- have you seen the, the maintenance on that thing? You lose your key, it's gonna cost you 40 grand. Yeah. No, but like right. But I guess here's the thing: the other guys that they were like the, the rumor mill, they had your boy, yo boy, Jameis Winston in the mix. Would you, if you're Washington, would you rather have Jameis Winston or Carson Wentz? And by the way, I believe they could have just signed Jameis Winston. I'd rather have Jameis Winston. Would you rather have Garoppolo or Carson Wentz? Garoppolo. Now, do you see, do you see that, I guess, Carson Wentz has more potential upside? Then a Garoppolo. I don't know. I mean, you now know. that the, uh, there's talk, I know it's on the rundown. There's talk of like the Giants going out and getting Trubisky, but like if you're Washington, I'd almost go Trubisky over Wentz. Yeah, I feel like we know what we get with Wentz at this point. How do you not this this idea of upside? Don't we don't we know? Like, don't we know? Haven't we seen enough? He has huge games though, and he has but at the same time, just re- like unbelievably reckless. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, don't we know at this point there's enough out there with most of these guys? I always say five years. Like, you know, within five years playing in the league, that's I know that some people might think that's too long, but you want to see progressions, regressions plateau, whatever it is. I think, you know, within five years of a quarterback, I I mean, I can't believe that the Wentz just, it just felt to me like Wentz to Pittsburgh to replace Roethlisberger was so like similar styles, similar, like, but maybe, maybe Mike Tomlin's like, let's get away from reckless lunatic. I I think, I think Pittsburgh is is making some huge mistakes because they made the, playoffs last year with the defense. I mean, the offense was awful. 
if you get a decent quarterback. Is it Jimmy G to Pittsburgh? Is it Winston to Pittsburgh? Is it? I, I would enjoy Winston to Pittsburgh because that wouldn't be a good fit because he's so reckless with the turnovers. When you have a defense, you can't have that guy just slinging the ball around. You got to have somebody that keeps you in the game. Jimmy G to Pittsburgh would be nice. I'm hearing Jimmy G possibly the Colts, which I'm like, is that really like, what's the biggest difference between a Wentz and a Jimmy G? Well, the difference is they run the shit out of the ball. They True. play decent defense. That's the, that's the Niners model, which he has been in a Super Bowl. He's been in an NFC championship game. He's been like, as opposed yeah. to Washington, it's like, who the fuck knows? Yeah. So what do you make of this Mitchell Trubisky possibly signing with the Giants? Well, the only thing I make of it is I, I there's a couple things. I, I mean, I think from what I've seen, Mitchell Trubisky is not good at quarterback. Okay. But he was also in Buffalo with their the Giants now now GM and now head yeah. coach. So do I trust them to evaluate Mitchell Trubisky more than I have? Well, of course I do. I have to at this point, right? I have to at this point trust that they know what they're doing. It's like if I don't trust, they just started. I haven't seen them make a move yet. If I don't trust them, what do I have? But also, um, you know, the the argument that Mitchell Trubisky was a two overall pick or whatever talent, but then also just got Matt Nagy'd. Like, yeah, I buy that. I buy it a little bit. I at least I want to buy it. I guess the only so the thing for me is like, listen, if you're bringing him in to compete with a guy who doesn't, we don't know is the franchise quarterback yet, who has I guess a similar athletic style, you know, ran the ball decently in Chicago. I'm kind of fine with it. The only the, my issue with it is, of course, the money. Like, what does that money look like? There's like rumors swirling that. I mean, Rich Eisen said the other day, Mitchell Trubisky is about to get paid. It's like, don't sign Mitchell Trubisky for three years, 30 million to compete. Because now my thing is, you're basically saying if Daniel Jones isn't the guy, Mitchell Trubisky is the guy. And I'm like, I don't know if I think that that's the thing. Now, if you're bringing in Mitchell Trubisky for one year, $10 million or one year, $8 million to compete. And if it's not Daniel Jones this year, then it's Trubisky. And if it's not Trubisky, then it's the guy who we find next. Sure, that's fine. But if there's some rumors of swirling from, you know, whether it be the free agent talk or all the GMs or whatever, that Mitchell Trubisky's going to somehow get a big contract, well, then just shoot me in the face. I don't want Mitchell Trubisky on a, more than two year deal for more than, you know, $15 million. And by the way, it's insane to even say that, but I also understand that that's like the quarterback market today. Well, you know, I just said, I think five years and we haven't seen, and I don't think Trubisky looked good. We all agree. Everybody who watches football would say that in Chicago, you know, it was three years. The reason I always say five years is sometimes guys need a new team, a new coach, a new situation. And I think maybe the best comparison as far as for Trubisky, as far as upside that we could see would be a Ryan Tannehill, right? Tannehill didn't really play out in Miami. He goes to the Titans. He's a backup. Obviously, he flourished. Now, we both agree he's not their guy that's going to win him the Super Bowl, take him to the Super Bowl, especially after the meltdown he had last year in the playoffs. But my point is, we saw an upside. 
And I think there could possibly be that potential for Trubisky. I don't know. And then also, I guess the thing with Trubisky is listen, and this is, this is what I said about the giants last year and how, and, and the decision that I thought was the most fucking reckless that they you can make. You want to have Jared Lorenzen rest in peace. The big boy. Uh, You want to have David Carr. You want to have Curtis painter or whatever backing up a Manning. Sure. You could, you could back up a Manning. My sister could back up a Manning. My two-year-old nephew could back up a Manning because they're going to fucking play. But if you're going to be running the goal line options with Daniel Jones, then the backup should be somebody who has starters experience. The most offensive thing, honestly, in the history of New York sports fandom for me, and there's been a lot of things besides maybe the Eddie Curry extension, is uh, that you trot out Daniel Jones have him running fucking goal line options. And then you put Mike Glennon's neck as your backup for whatever they paid. It's like, yo, Mike Glennon has for every single moment of his NFL career sucked. A couple of years ago, you know, the, the Cowboys compete because Andy Dalton can step in. Like I'm fine with saying like, we're going to pay a guy to be the backup to Daniel Jones because we're trying to build a team that can win with a quarterback on a rookie deal. So it should be able to be Trubisky too. It should be able to build whatever, but so I'm fine with that, but don't go, don't go spending starter money on Mitchell Trubisky. Cause that would be, we are, we have enough cap problems. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I'd say that for any team, but I'll tell you what, if, if, if your question for me is, would you rather overspend slightly, slightly overspend to have Mitchell Trubisky in your quarterback room or pay nothing to have Mike Glennon in your quarterback room again, dude, overpay Mitchell Trubisky because doing that, just, you're just, you're just, you're just punting on the season. If your quarterback gets hurt, which again, I'm fine with if Eli Manning's your fucking quarterback because he ain't getting hurt. Yeah. Eli Manning ain't missing a game unless the devil himself fucking benches him. Yeah, I think anybody who's going after Mitchell Trubisky, it would just be to bring him in as a possible starter competing for that position. I would show me what you got. Show yeah, me what you yeah, got. Yeah, I wouldn't. This idea of giving him a long term deal or bringing him in to throw money, like take the Steelers. We just talked about the Steelers. I wouldn't throw money at Trubisky. I just also, give the guy a two year deal somewhere. Yeah. No, exactly. And if Daniel Jones isn't your guy and Mitchell Trubisky ends up starting games, then you have him for another year and then you don't give Daniel Jones the extension and then you go and find another quarterback and you let him also be in a quarterback room with Mitchell Trubisky for a year. Yeah. No, for sure. Mitchell Trubisky isn't solving any quarterback problems other than potentially being a like the I guess the problem he would be solved is a somewhat a, a backup with startering experience. Yeah. A guy like you said where the quarterback goes down and you're not just going to chalk up L after L. Yeah, you, or you know, you're or you don't know what you have with your quarterback yet and you're like, well, we kind of know what we have in Mitchell Trubisky. Like you know you can compete with him. I mean he made a as- he made a playoffs one time, right? I think he made a playoff year one or year two. Yeah. No, for sure. But uh, yeah, I would not spend money on him at all. 
I have to read this this tweet, and it's probably not true, but we have to. We're doing quarterbacks. I just have to because it's so funny. I think this is a fake tweet, but because uh, it's from like a, a crazy account, but it's so funny. Is it from Ballsack Sports? It's not Ballsack Sports. It says reportedly. Cowboys Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott got into a verbal confrontation after the playoff loss to the 49ers. Cooper referred to Prescott as the black Kirk Cousins in a meeting, <laughs> which sent the Cowboys QB into a fury. And it's funny. I don't think that ever happened. But when you do, when you look at the breakdown, it's wild. The, if you look at the playoff breakdown of Kirk Cousins, and Dak Prescott. But that was the thing with that, like that, that's just a, a fair comparison because that was the thing, right? Like we don't, we're not sure if we want to pay him. We're not sure if we want to pay him. We franchise him. He gets hurt. We pay him. It's like, uh, you know, the, the crazy thing with the Cowboys is you would have thought when he got hurt that that bought you some sort of discount. They signed him after the, the ankle injury, right? So you think that gets you some sort of discount, but they didn't really get a discount. Yeah. Well, I, you know, again, Jerry Jones, though, he's not, he doesn't give a shit. He's got $500,000 going out to illegitimate kids. He's got a hat, $2 million going out to cheerleaders who have been getting upskirts taken. He's got $6 million going out to like sanitizing his bus. Yeah. This, this dude doesn't give a fuck. Dude, this new that's what's so crazy with the NFL is the Jerry Jones thing just completely flies under the radar. Oh, how about I mean, Jesus, where's eight stories into this? Calvin Ridley's been suspended for a season. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Calvin Ridley for sure. The headline reads Women Woman sues Jerry Jones, alleges Dallas Cowboys owner paid her mother to conceal that he was her biological father. And if you read the story, he's her father. He has a bastard child out there. Probably so, more than one. Yeah. So 25-year-old woman is suing the Cowboys owner, alleging that Jerry Jones paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in 1996 to conceal that he was the father. So here's where it, it like he is. End of story. It's like, because why is he paying these people yeah. otherwise? So at the age of one, the girl was bound to secrecy by a confidentiality agreement signed by her other mother, according to the lawsuit. Jones denied in settlement documents that he was the biological father of the child. But this is a this is the biggest but ever. But he paid the woman 375 grand in exchange for confidentiality and had an Arkansas friend and lawyer named Donald Jack set up two trusts for the girl linked to her and her mother, keeping Jones paternity a secret according to the lawsuit. So Jerry Jones can claim all he wants that he ain't the baby daddy. Jerry, 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 <laughs> Jerry. Your history of payments tells us that you are the father. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. It's unbelievable. So Jerry Springer, Jerry Jones greater than Jerry Springer. The irony you know, love, is, you know, I love the greater than you do love the greater than. So he's 79. So 
he had this child in 96. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a mid 50s. Yeah, 54 year old child that he pumped out. And uh, we got to get into some details because uh, this is classic, classic, creepy, old, rich billionaire. So her mother was an American Airlines ticket counter in Little Rock, Arkansas. And, and Jerry's from Arkansas. Let's not forget. He went to Arkansas. He played football there. So he met her while she was working at American Airlines at a ticket counter. What's the guy got to do? What's the guy got to do to get upgraded? <laughs> What's the guy got to do? <laughs> I'm Jared Jones trying to fly me some first class. You were doing the Maha Club? How about a baby? How about a baby in $375,000? She's like, sir, you can just buy the upgrade for $1,100. How about $375,000 and a baby? Final offer. But you can't talk about it with anybody. Are you in or yeah? Last offer. She's like, I'm in charge of the upgrades. Why are you saying it's your last offer? Like, did he think this was never going to leak? I can't believe this, this has been held on to this long. Right? Like, yeah. Like, I can't believe that this hasn't leaked before. Well, I, it, it seems like the thing is, is the mom's probably making money off it. The mom, the mom decides to say, Hey, I'll, for the sake of my kid and whatever, I'll take this deal. But like as a one-year-old, this girl didn't obviously, you know, they didn't have her sign it. Sure. So, so now she's at the point where she's like, Oh, I'm glad my mom had a, you know, fi- you know, financial security, but also I've had to go around just basically not having a dad. And like, fuck you. Now I want it known that he is my dad. I think I saw something else. I'm trying to dig right now that one of Jones's things to her that he uh, he couldn't get her pregnant. I think like like he was shooting blanks. Oh, that's what he told her. I think I saw that somewhere. That could be complete bullshit. I mean, I'm looking right now. You know, you got to go to the, the source. I'm, I'm at blacksportsonline.com right now because I know they're going to have the. Uh, What's the, the headline? Give us the headline. Oh, can, let me. Can I do over under on words in the headline? Well, are we doing headline or his tweet? His tweet was pretty funny. No, we got to go. We got to. We got to go to the headline. I need the headline from Black Sports Online. I'm going over under. Twelve words. Oh, come on, dude. Way over. Way over? Yeah. Alexandra Davis claims Jerry Jones is her biological father. Colin says a married Jones cheated on his wife. <laughs> it's like 40 words. <laughs> <laughs> colon. Over under 12 words before the first colon. It's actually a semicolon. Semicolon. So Alexandra Davis claims Jerry Jones is her biological father. Semicolon. Says a Mary Jones cheated on his wife with her married mother, <laughs> Cynthia Davis. Dear God. Never fails to disappoint. The tweet was pretty funny. What was the tweet? God, he tweets so much. It's tough to find. What was the tweet? All, all the, Of course, all the dirt balls were tagging me in it. Um, oh, this is the tweet. The tweet's even better. MAGA Alexandra Davis 
because I think she I think she worked for Trump or did something with for a Republican. So the woman who's bringing the lawsuit, MAGA Alexandra Davis claims Mary. Jane- <laughs> That's just like I love it. He's using it as like as a descriptor. Hold on, this one's pretty funny. MAGA Alexandra Davis claims Mary Jerry Jones knocked up her married mom 25 years ago by telling her it was okay to go raw because his soldiers shot blanks, semicolon. That's where I saw it. After she was born, Jerry paid off mom. Comma. This is a tweet? Is this, yeah. is, is this a one this of a two? This is a tweet. <clears throat> but now the daughter is suing to be a Cowboys heir, parentheses, court docs with a link. Did Black Sports Online somehow pay to get more characters on Twitter? Why did that feel like a thousand characters to me? Uh, this, is, this is actually pretty good. Okay, so let me just read this real quick. So Alexandra Davis, again, this is the person suing, was born on December 16, 1996. Shortly afterwards, Cynthia Davis and her husband filed for divorce. During the divorce proceedings, it was determined through genetic testing that Alexandra was not the child of Cynthia Davis's husband. That's her mom. He was you not. You are the, not the father. Yeah. They're like, was, Jerry Jones, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you at the court Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> he was not ordered to pay child support when the divorce was finalized, and Alexandra Davis did not have a legal father, according to court documents. After receiving the test results, Cynthia Davis told Jones that he was Alexandra Davis's biological father, according to the lawsuit. According to court documents, Jones, sir, can you stop doing the Jerry Springer thing in the courtroom? He's like, I, I don't even know what the Jerry Springer thing is. I'm just telling you who the father is. It's Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. So this is in court documents. This makes it even better. According to court documents, Jones had told Cynthia Davis that he was not able to have children. She's like, but what about the children you already have? He's like. That's a good question. <laughs> Unbelievable. The D- Jerry Jones just needs he needs his own like hard like he needs his own hard knocks. Yeah. For, forget the Dallas Cowboys. Remember how boring the Dallas Cowboys hard knocks was? Yeah. Can we just fall around. They need to. Take Honestly, hard- I, it is amazing that Jerry Jones can have kids considering he's eating fucking egg McMuffins and adding salt. <laughs> I need salt for my McGriddle. They're like, uh, your McGriddle has a lot of salt on it. He's like, I need more. That's how I keep my swimmers swimming. Pump them up with sodium. Oh, this is, dude, this is. They're like, um, you know, oh. before I bring you salt for your McGriddle, <clears throat> I feel like this needs to be said because I feel like maybe you've forgotten. You're a billionaire. Have you thought about having a chef make you like a more healthy McGriddle? He's like, what do you mean more healthy McGriddle? <laughs> if it was if it wasn't from McDonald's, it wouldn't be a McGriddle. Now I'm going to pay a guy to just make me a griddle. The mix's the favorite part. <laughs> you know, what I love about Southerners like you can take the guy out of the South, but like the- you can give the guy out of the South a billion dollars. He's still going. He's still eating a griddle. So that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, you're from Arkansas. You're always going to be that Arkansas guy. You're you're getting flight attendant, not even a flight attendant. The, not the, even the, the woman working the counter. You ever been in the Mile High Club? She's like, no, because I'm a ticket counter representative. I don't actually go in there. He's like, you ever been in the Zero Miles High Club? You ever been in the you ever been in the Sea Level Club? You ever? Huh? 
after after you guys board uh group two, what do you say? Me and you sneak off behind the Hudson News. I put a baby in you. It's, un- it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. Like, well, where where are we even gonna do it? Well, I I, you know, I saw a McDonald's right there. What if we go right behind the McDonald's? I get a McGriddle on the way. <laughs> what did you say? What's what's the what's the bus? What's the Cowboys bus? You had a name for it. I don't even remember. You asked me that once before. I was like, I don't know. It's a Jerry Jones sex bus. Yeah. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like for, forget hard knock. I want to follow around the Jones family. I wonder what his kids think of this. You know, his kids are like in their fifties and sixties. It's like, dad, come on. You got 25. We got a 25 year old stepsister. I'm sure that I wonder if they had have known right or no. We, we walked by the Jerry Jones sex bus on, on, our approach to the Super Bowl, and I'm not going to name names here, but somebody I was with who likes to party, by the way, was like, I've been on, a, I've been invited on that bus and I've never once accepted the offer because I don't want any part of what happens on that bus. And I was like, interesting. That is interesting because that's basically saying if something comes out later. And what it's what I, what I think this person was saying is like, I like to drink. I like to party, but there is other shit happening on that bus, like people impregnating cheerleaders and upskirts and whatever that's what i'm saying like like they also what exactly don't you want to be a part of he's like i don't know being rich and still eating mcgriddles disgusting also guilt by association right like if you're on that bus as we're seeing and stuff leaks years later you're suddenly connected and you're culpable whether it's right or wrong unbelievable And, and you you have to laugh you have to laugh because are you seeing a connection, Joe, on the Cowboys and when she was born? No. Right before a Super Bowl win? Right before the last Super Bowl win? Are we calling this the, what's her name? So she was born the last year that the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Right. Right before, no, right after, I guess. They would won in 96, right? They won in 96 and she was born in late 96. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's kind of funny that like yeah. the same year. What's her little, name? God, I just read all that. I don't even know her name. Something Davis. What's her name? It's. Uh, where is her name? Come on. What, 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 see, I'm, see, this is why you don't click on ESPN. I went back to ESPN. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I was just trying to give a, the curse a name. Alexandra Davis. The Alexandra curse. It's unbelievable. Man, all this football talk. All this football talk really makes me want to drink a cold Miller Lite, doesn't it? Yeah. Speaking of Cowboys, one of the official sponsors of the Cowboys. Cowboys fans going to be drinking a lot of Miller Lights at the Jerry Dome this year. Just to forget. Yeah, Uh, that's a good point. I think you're right. Third ball summer is right around the corner. Spring is here. No better time than to crack open some cold motor lights with your friends, right? It's the best. It's the best time of year. Spring is sprunging. Get yourself a cold Miller light as the as the weather warms up around the country. You know that I am exclusively drinking Miller lights right now. Sure. I almost exclusively drink Miller lights all the time, but now I'm exclusively on only Miller's till opening day. Love it. I, I just bought a 36 pack 
from Costco the other day because I'm going to have some family and friends over. I got the fire pit out. I know I mentioned that last episode. Really nothing better than a nice, brisk spring night here in Ohio with some cold Miller lights sitting around the fire as I explain why Russell Wilson is a Hall of Fame quarterback to all my friends, Joe. That's that's what I'm talking about. Minor league baseball and Miller lights. March Madness and Miller lights. Can't beat it. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer with taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just a great beer for people who like beer. People like you and your friends. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. That's the thing. 96 dollars 3.2 carbs my my exclusively miller light uh consumption from now until whenever baseball season starts i'm just trying to get in a little bit better shape no beer is healthy healthy but miller light the healthiest i mean sure. come on what a 3.2 carbs let's can't be- go can't beat it i guess we should talk about the nfl player who was suspended for gambling which is really yeah. Calvin Ridley has my over-unders on uh, Miller's consumed before (laughs) baseball season starts at 1,500, which is also how much apparently he bet on parlays and that now is suspended for a year. Also, before we even get into it, can we just like, why is that all he's spending on? Like, why is Calvin Ridley, who's a millionaire, betting the same amount on parlays as I am? Well, there, it's funny that this, well, first of all, this dropped, of course, like 10 minutes after we published Monday's episode. And again, has fallen by the wayside with all the other news. So he's suspended for a year. And uh, there, there's just a lot to tackle here because we knew this was going to happen, right? Didn't we? I mean, yeah, we knew it was going to happen eventually for sure. But you would think. I mean, what's crazy about this is you would think it would happen to some practice squad guy, some rookie guy on a rookie deal. It's like, dude, I mean, the joke's been made a million times, but like lose a $1,500 parlay and yet somehow it costs you $10 million? Like, dude, what are you doing? I understand, and I know you're going to get like, I know chomping at the bit to get into like all these, these leagues are all partnered with gambling sites, but then they say you can't, well, it's like, it's rule number one in sports as much as it probably shouldn't be as much as, as much as there should be as much as rule number one for NFL players should be. Don't punch your wife in the face. Rule number one across sports is like, you don't gamble. No, the idea that this guy is a multimillionaire and is betting parlays. For fifteen hundred bucks, like, what is you doing, man? Yeah, look, look, I, I'm not saying I, I, I definitely think it's funny. Like, like I, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not advocating. If you're in the league and they say you can't gamble, you can't gamble. Now, do I think that's stupid? Yeah, I, I think at this point. But we know why, right? Sure, they're trying to protect the game. Sure, they're trying to protect the game. It is funny though. And then that's my point. It's like, it's funny, right? It's, it's, it's hilarious that every other commercial this year 
is for gambling. And now they're cracking the whip. Like it is funny. It's hilarious because you know, they're in a bad spot in the NFL. That's why I was saying my point was, I knew this was going to happen. The minute they got in bed with gambling, you're just, you're setting yourself up for this. Now it sucks that it's, it's like a legit good player. Yeah. But you know, it, it also does suck a little bit for the NFL in terms of having to deal with something like this, because the bottom line is the, all the years, it's just like, you know, drugs. Like the only reason that there's crime surrounding it is because you put it, you make it a black market, you know, entity. And the idea that the NFL knows that gambling, like this much money is gambled on the Super Bowl this year, this much money is gambled every week, that they're putting out the lines, that they're doing all this stuff and then pretending they have nothing to do with it. So now for all these years, I mean, prior to obviously the apps, prior to the offshore bank accounts, I got to go to a bookie. I got to be, I, I have to commit a crime to bet on the games that you're totally promoting as part of this whole thing, but also pretending to like distance yourself from. So I think that there's something good about the NFL being able to partner with these things and being like, Hey, you can do it safely. You can do it with your credit card. It's legal in these States. It's whatever. And the idea that the decision between doing that, taking it out of like some sort of black market and there, and therefore also having to, say like guys all just because it's legal doesn't mean you can still do it but like that goes for so many things i mean i i think we agree at this point with pot being legal in every state almost you should be able to smoke weed if you're in the nfl and they can't but they should and honestly if i was like you got to make one legal for players like let let them smoking pot for their pain be legal and yeah there is uh we have to protect some sort of legitimacy of the game because there is a guy who isn't a $10 million a year player who can still, you know, affect the outcome of a game. If he wants to bet. On, I mean, if you're a rookie kicker, you could make more money missing kicks and betting on betting sites than you could from your contract. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people want to make the, comparison with some of the other NFL suspensions. And, and, and I do think that's apples to oranges. Yes. Right. Like, like this tweet went viral from just some random, you know, some, some person on Twitter with 500 followers. This has 198,000 likes. And it just says, and I want to read it because I think that's a point I want to make, which I think a lot of people are missing. It says major NFL suspensions, Ray Rice beating fiance, two games, Adrian Peterson, felony child abuse, six games, Greg Hardy beating girlfriend, 10 games reduced to four. Ezekiel Elliott hitting women, six games. Calvin Ridley, 17 games for using FanDuel. Josh Gordon, six seasons for smoking weed. I just think. It is apples to oranges, but it does prove a lot of points, which is one thing. The Calvary, Here's the thing. The Calvin Ridley suspension might be the only one of those that's reasonable. Like you can't bet Correct. on, you, you can't bet on games because then if you're betting on games, you you could be affecting the outcome of those games. And what is sports if we think it's not legitimate? It becomes boxing. You know what I mean? And no one takes it fucking seriously. And we all know that it's all about the next rematch. So you have to like saying there is no there is no um, first strike 
light offense, for, like first strike in the NFL, you're spending for a season. I'm totally fine with that. The, the issues, of course, are, yeah, Josh Gordon should be suspended two games for smoking weed, not six seasons. And Ray Rice and certainly some of those other guys who have done even worse things than Ray Rice, like what was it? Greg, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy sure. should get the electric chair. Well, look, the suspensions definitely show one thing, and that, that's why I think people, we talk about the integrity of the game. The NFL doesn't care if you, let's just be honest, if you kill someone, if you straight right. up kill someone, I, you know, not even on that list. Leonard Little, I don't know if you remember him. He was really good, former defensive end for the Rams during the Super Bowl years when they won one and lost one. Yeah. Killed somebody. Drunken driving. Strip killed somebody. Didn't miss a season. Uh, the former wide receiver, wasn't it Dante Stallworth? Same thing yeah. in Miami, I believe. Killed someone. Ran over pedestrian, driving under the influence. Like, we're talking about people have strip killed people who have last time. But, they, but that doesn't affect the game. That's what people need to realize. Right. The NFL just doesn't care. They don't right. care if you kill someone, if you beat a woman. If it doesn't inf- actually affect their game where gambling does, like you're saying, the legitimacy of their game, they don't care. And, and, and in that regard, it is apples to oranges. Right. And that's never going to change. So we, we either need to learn to just say whatever, and, you know, it's, it's shitty. And I've bitched about it, of course, a lot in the past, but I'm just like, at this point. And of course, don't remember, don't forget in that tweet, Colin Kaepernick, has an opinion suspended for life, <laughs> lifetime suspension. Yeah, no, for sure. So at the end of the day, the NFL did what they had to do. But if you're crying foul again about those other things, you can keep crying. They're not going to change. They're just not going to change. No league's going to change, guys. No league. No league gives a shit. They don't give a shit. They just don't. It's 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 like uh, there was that tweet going around. What if Tom Brady was held in Russia against yeah. his own will versus the Brittany Griner thing? It's like, well, it's just what, what are you doing? Like that? It's just it's why are you doing that? Like that's that's that doesn't make any sense to me. It would never happen. I would have gotten him out immediately. <laughs> I would have called my friend and said. Hello, friend. Let my other friend go. We're all wearing the same hat here. It's going to be fine. Send my boy home. Send him home. You like models. I like models. He likes models. Send him home. <laughs> Make the Patriots whole again. Or the Bucks, or the Niners or whatever team he's on. I do like that Calvin really tweeted though. Yeah, Calvin really gives zero fucks. This guy's dub- double down. Let the world know he does not have a gambling problem. Yeah, except with horrible punctuation. <laughs> yeah, hey, well, he's got, he doesn't, if he wants to take a grammar class, he's got some time. What was that tweet? I, it's like, it's, it sounded like one of those joke tweets about gambling. Like it sounds like, I, I bet 1500 bucks I don't have a gambling problem. It said, I bet 1500 there's no common 1500 total. I don't have a gambling problem. 
I bet 1500 total. I don't have a gambling problem. So funny. It's unbelievable. Well, it does make you wonder because he left the team. He claimed mental health issues. Yeah. I mean, no, no one thinks Calvin Ridley has a gambling problem, right? No. You just think Calvin Ridley's fucking bored. But like, dude, this it's again. I just I just feel like I should I should work at a switchboard. I should work at a switchboard. Like an old timey switchboard, pulling plugs, putting plugs in. And it's just a place that professional athletes can call and just run ideas by me just real quick. Hey, man, I'm thinking about betting a fifteen hundred dollar parlay. Um, I'll pay you fifteen hundred dollars not to. Because if anybody ever finds out, you're going to be suspended for a year. He's like, for real? But how would they find out? It's like, well, here's the deal, man. They literally you're, work with these companies. You, you used your name and credit card. That's how they would find out. And that's the thing that I don't know if people realize. The man, NFL- you're right, Joe. I'm so glad I called 1-800-FIX-YOUR-LIFE. The NFL... When they start I'm thinking park- about speeding home at 140 miles an hour and I'm kind of drunk. How about I call you an Uber? Well, what about my car? We'll send somebody to get it. You know what? That's a good idea. I'm so glad that this night did not end up with me in jail for aggravated manslaughter and reckless driving. I'm so glad I called 100 fix your life. Do you watch Black Mirror? I've seen a bunch of them, but I, I don't watch it with regularity. I feel like we're not that far removed from those thoughts going through somebody's head and the ding, ding, ding. Like there is a, a service where you're thinking it and suddenly an alert goes off and then you look at your phone or your watch or whatever. And it's like, do not do what you're thinking about doing right now. Yeah. Do not hop in that car. Call an Uber. Do not gamble on that site. Do not have sex with this woman next to the bathroom at an American Airlines in the yeah. middle of an airport. Do not do that. that is I a- mean, honestly, if Jerry Jones had called 100 Fix Your Life, I'd be like, dude, it's your money. Do whatever you want, I guess. Personally, I'm, I'm really more concerned with your McGriddle consumption than I am. Like, I mean, you, <laughs> I guess you got the money to pay off fucking paternity suits. Go for it. But if you want to make it to 80, I would stop eating McGriddles. And at the very least, I'd stop adding salt. He's like, you know what? Call 100 Fix Your Life, man. This underrated. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Also, just while I've got you here, I wouldn't have cameras on in your war room. And if and if you do have cameras on in your war room, I would get creepy upskirt guy out. Yeah, on your own. Daughter. He's my best friend, though. He's my best friend. <laughs> you know, I love we, are, we, we already made a deal, man. If anybody gets Broadway and then McDonald's Monopoly game, we share it, man. You know what I love about Jerry Jones? Him and Davos Sweeney are the same exact person. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about Kinda. Jerry Jones. They're the exact same person. Kinda. And they really are in life, too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, they, they really are the same person. I think we made it through, Joe. I think we got through. The NFL news? The NFL news. Gotta take a deep breath. We made it. We made it through the NFL news. And uh I feel like I've aged in that that time period. Look, look at all look at all the grays in here. Look at all the grays. I haven't shaven for a while. All the grays in my beard. It's been a few weeks. I think it's time to bust out some Harry's razors after the show 
and get a clean shave because I'm looking pretty rough these days. You have to admit, are you eating a McRiddle over there? Mm-hmm. Did, did you did you did you pop over to eat a little McRiddle? Got a little McGrill action. Yeah, I can tell. Well, while you while you eat that, I just want to remind the dirt balls that March Madness is here. It's officially here. You know this. And it's time to clean up your old, disgusting ways and those bad shaving routines. And you need to try something new with Harry's. Betting on the underdog can pay off big, especially with a company like Harry's that teams up the best quality and construction methods in the razor game with incredible fair pricing. And uh, I always feel better after I shave. I look younger. I feel better. And uh, like I said, I'm going to get a fresh shave after the show. Put my Harry's razors in. And I got a fresh one. I got a fresh blade. I got a fresh set of blades. I'm going to use a brand new one is what I'm saying. New customers can redeem a Harry's trial set for just $3. Wow. What a great deal. When you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty sports. Harry's believes you shouldn't have to choose between a close, comfortable shave and a fair price. So they give you both. In fact, Harry's blades are designed to stay sharper, longer. In a recent study, guys who shave four times a week said their eighth shave was as smooth as their first. Wow. And you know me. I love analytics here, Joe. Looks like we're getting the the deep dive analytics on the Harry's razors. Harry's is giving their best offer to all our listeners. New Harry's customers can redeem a starter set. You get a five blade razor, a weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe and a travel cover to protect your blades. When you go, when you're on the go, that's a $13 value for just $3. There's truly never been a better time to try Harry's. So once again, go to harrys.com forward slash dirty sports to try Harry's today. Okay. Love me some Harry's razors. I mean, dare I say that they took off as a company because they started advertising with us in 2015. Now they're in, now they're in Costco. They're in Target. They're in Walmart. They're everywhere. You can get them anywhere, guys. Or you can just order them online and have them delivered to home. That's like my favorite part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have to go to the drugstore, pull up that. Yeah. Send it it to my house. Yeah. Unbelievable. We have to discuss what's happened with uh, winning time since last episode. Because we did a deep dive on it. We did a deep dive on it, and I said, you know, by far the most interesting part to me was the characterization of Jerry West, which I was, I said it, and I was shocked that, you know, it, it seemed like they were trying. I mean, you, you knew everything was dramatized, um, but you didn't think they would have, like, wholly created something. And I was shocked at how they portrayed Jerry West. I was like, I didn't expect that from him from everything that we know about Jerry West through the years always seemed like sort of a quiet. I mean, he's talked about depression through the years. He's whatever. And they kind of characterized him as like a lunatic, a yelling lunatic that's snapping golf clubs and throwing trophies through windows and stuff like that. And now reports are that our instincts were right, that that was completely fraudulent. It's all bullshit. So these are just two headlines I'll read from the athletic. HBO series winning time ruffling feathers over portrayal of Jerry West. Another one, a total mischaracterization portrayal of Jerry West and HBO's winning time sparse criticism. 
And I sent you both articles. And basically, they completely made up this character. Right. And there's enough people to vouch and enough people going on record that have worked with Jerry. And these aren't no names. These are everybody from a trainer to Mitch Kupchak who spent 31 years you know, in the Lakers organization. I mean, it's here's what sucks. They, my problem, my problem right now with all this is that they are using stuff that really happened with stuff that just didn't happen. Right. Which we knew like that's, that's, that's what you got to buy into as part of the show. And, and, and anytime you see a movie based on real life, based on a true story or whatever, it's just like, do your dating, figure out what did happen, what didn't happen. That's something I I I uh, assumed was going to happen. But I assumed that they were going to get kind of the tone of everything right. You know what I mean? Like, I assume we're not going to get through this whole series and they're going to paint Magic Johnson to be a guy who never slept with anybody but his wife. Right. Like. But that's why I brought it up, because I was like, huh, that's interesting. Is that true? And now it's like, no, that's not true. It just seems to me as like a a, a very um, sort of key plot line in the show so far is that Jerry West is angry, raving lunatic who doesn't want Magic Johnson. I mean, in the first episode, when he's introduced, they show a graphic that says Jerry West has never been happy. I mean, it, it's it's like you're really taking some creative liberties there. Like you said, they're going to do that. But when people say he didn't even have a window in his office ever. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's less of it. It's like, OK, well, Here's more importantly than that, though, it's like he probably like it, it seems to be that people are arguing he would never do anything like that, let alone there being a, no window. You know, here's what I found fascinating, like the Jerry West. Yeah, they're they're doing him wrong. I'm still going to watch the show, of course. Sure. I enjoyed the first episode, but here's what I found interesting. As far as from my end, the most interesting part is that the show did not get the permission from the NBA to use trademarks. That's interesting. That's fascinating to me that the NBA did not give permission to use the Lakers logo or the NBA logos. And the NBA says clearances to use NBA trademarks were not sought or granted, and the league objects to any unauthorized use of its intellectual property. The Lakers are not going to seek legal action, nor will the NBA. And I read up on that. They basically said it would be a huge process, and they'd probably win, but the NBA and the Lakers don't even want to mess with it. Yeah. Also, it's not like it's like, Unless unless something comes out where it's like so egregiously anti NBA, it is beneficial, right? There's no such thing as bad press. Yeah, I just I just was fascinated. Like like HBO is a staple brand. Yeah, that they would just use without permission. Yeah, because so many things through the years have. I mean, think about you know any given Sunday. It wasn't the, you know, it wasn't NFL teams, even though it was so, so clearly based on the NFL. Sure. I mean, think about, I mean, ESPN, who even had a deal with the NFL back in the day, they did playmakers or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, they didn't use an NFL team. They couldn't. HBO was like, fuck you guys. 
Meanwhile, and the NFL is, you know, involved in ballers now. I don't, but like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. The M- NBA. So a lot of people were just mad and, and upset from Jerry West. No, Jerry West has not spoken on the matter. I heard that he had actually just hopped on a, a golf cart and drove it through the set. He was so yeah. angry. <laughs> that's what he did. My inside sources are telling me. I don't know if that's true or not. But, man, now it's going to be funnier to me, to be honest. Watching his character play out. Well, it's so funny because I had been up on all the casting of it and the pre-production of it or whatever. And the first time you see Jerry West in the show is on the golf course. And they even he's like flipping out. And then he's like, Jerry. And I'm like, I was even like, is that supposed to be Jerry West? I was like, I mean, the very first time they show him in the show, I was like, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. But I'm a guy who's, you know, live, lives and breathes NBA for the last 35 years. So to me, it seemed like a mischaracterization. But then I was like, maybe he's just done a good job with his image through the years. But somebody who doesn't know any better probably just thinks that's Jerry West now. Hasn't yeah. even done the deep dive to like read about it like we have. No, well, that's the thing. That that's the that's the problem is that a lot of people are not are not going to do the deep dive, and now everybody's just th- like, we're we're the, you know, we're the outlier. Like we're the out. Like of course I'm all curious about it, so I'm going to do the research. But now everybody else, and these are stories from the Athletic. It's a paid subscription service. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the people watching just think Jerry West is a dick. And Jerry West might be a dick, but he might not be a raving lunatic dick. Yeah. And again, I'll still watch the show. I, I like the first episode and, yeah. I'm, and I'm looking forward to where it goes. And, and like you said, I'm curious to how they handle Magic Johnson with women and go into some of these other areas that probably aren't the easiest to talk about. I did see Magic Johnson is now in a new commercial before we started the show with uh you know, they do, every March Madness, Samuel Jackson, Spike Lee, and Charles Barkley. They added him with Magic Johnson is now in the mix. I haven't seen it yet. His acting is amazing, let me tell you. I just hope he appears as uh, in the in the form of one of his tweets. You know, have we have we talked about how mad this tournament is? That it's just absolute madness. I found sixty four teams in a tournament. It's pretty madness. They're like, yeah, why are you just saying shit that everybody knows already? Well, I'm hoping, and I know this will never happen. I'm hoping as a as a Xavier University fan that they fire their coach because he's a debacle and that they hire Rick Patino. Ooh. Who, by the way, was just named coach of the year of his conference. Now they got upset in the first round. Iona, but let, let, let you and I, because you and I have talked about this. He's been great at Iona. We knew this was going to happen. He's 69 years old. Does Rick Patino, with all his baggage, but he still wins everywhere he goes, does he get a major job or does he even take it or does he just stick with a small school? I like, I think he will get an offer and I think he will probably take it, although I do not know why. He's getting paid. A ton of money. He is. To co- I mean, it's not. 
it's not like, I mean, it's in the millions of dollars, right? He's not getting like $200,000 a year to coach at Iona. He's getting, he's getting 1 million. Great. I mean, listen, he, he's already rich. Sure. You know, he's getting a million dollars a year. He lives on Wingfoot, plays golf all the time. He's, you know, back in New York. He's back around his friends. He's back at his favorite golf club. And he gets a million dollars a year to coach like a school. No one gives a shit about. To me, it's like the easiest retirement plan of all time. But guys like that, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he can't wait. To go coach somewhere else again. That's what I'm saying. I think it's just tough. And, and, and it's just the competitive nature that these guys have. They, they like, I don't think they, I see mean, it, it's, but. it's the equivalent though of like, you know, and, and this is no disrespect to Iona, but this is the equivalent of, of Philip rivers coaching his kids, high school team. Now, you know what I mean? Like you're not in the NFL anymore. Imagine if they were like, Philip, we'll give you a million dollars to get your kids. High it's like, sure. I'll just do this forever. Yeah. You're 69. Most people retired a couple years ago. Sure. Half retired, still coaching, still involved in the game for a million bucks a year. Dude pays your wing foot dues. And then some. Sure. I hope they make the tournament. I hope they keep him in. I hope they get in that large bid. Maybe, maybe make some, some, some runs, you know, like, like that's what I love to see. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like you. I like, I don't pay, well, I, I pay more attention to you, but like, I'm going to, you know, I have no clue. March man. Oh, sun, yeah. sun, Sunday. Sure. If you say so. And like in years past, the Thursday kickoff is on St. Patrick's Day. Love it. That's honestly when those when those uh, collide, it's the best. When you have a March Madness Day on St. Patrick's Day, I remember doing one in New York City. I forget the name of the bar. It's amazing. There's a bar in the village that's like a speakeasy above a Five Guys. Like you walk through a Five Guys to go upstairs to the bar, and I just spent the whole day eating burgers. Five Guys is great. I had it yesterday, by the way. Yeah, I actually had a milkshake from it yesterday. It's really good. Like, like I would like I would argue it, it's up there. Like, if you want a quality, quality fast food burger, like Five Guys has got to be up there. All right, Joe. We 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 we've covered it all. Okay, you I, say I, so. I, I think we've covered a lot. We've been running almost two hours. No calls today. 310-359-8365. That is the hotline. We're gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna go get a McRiddle. Look for somebody working the counter at American Airlines. That that's a great story. I I, I just I just really can't stop laughing about that. Oh, and yeah. I feel. I feel like no one's going to be talking about it. It's going to be us in black sports online. Jerry Jones. Unbelievable. Where are you at this weekend? Can some people see you? I've got a show up in Northridge on Saturday. If you're in the LA area, come to that. I'll be, I'll have shows uh, throughout 
Southern California for the rest of the month, go to see those uh, on JoePrano.com or just follow me on Instagram first and foremost. Uh, that's where I you know, usually post a show flyer on my story or whatever. So if you're not following me on Instagram, I, I don't know how many time to do it, but I'm at Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter. I'm at Fix Your Life. And now we have a little bit more uh, details on the dates. I know a lot of our Colorado-based fans have been saying, you keep saying it, but where are they? Uh, April 8th and 9th at Schmiggity's in Steamboat Springs, supporting Eddie Ift. Um, what is it called? Schmiggity's. Not Schmiggity's, uh, Schmiggity's. Schmiggity's. Sounds like, uh, sounds like something that'll come out of my dick. Sounds like something Snoop. Sounds like something Snoop Dogg would. For schmiggities, April fourteenth, the Vale Comedy Show in Vale, Colorado, at the Bridge Street Bar. Tickets will be on sale for that soon. Get them early. If you if we sell early, we we will add Wednesday the thirteenth, also in Vale, Colorado. Fifteenth and the sixteenth at the Denver Improv in Denver, Colorado. Uh, all these shows are with my boy Eddie Ift, the Vale Show. Uh, we'll be co-headlining. Otherwise, I'll be in support of him. And then uh, just FYI, uh, April 10th, 11th, 12th and 13th um, or 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th is TBA in, in Vail. But 10th, 11th, 12th, Eddie Ift and I will just be cruising around Colorado looking for places to shred the gnar. So if you're a dirtball with like mountain hookups, getting those DMs. Uh, I have not been on a snowboard since Ooh. the the incident. Might try to get in like a big bear practice session before that, but between now and then, uh, it's only gonna be a day or two. So, my return to the slopes. If you're a dirt ball with Colorado pow hookup, let me know. It's a big, it's a big news for you, man. Return to the slopes. Any That's PTSD? Right. Yeah, actually, well, that, you know, the crazy thing, and people have been asking me a lot about this is like my whole life, um, I skied and snowboarded and I have done, especially in my younger days, wild things, hucking myself off of cliffs and going off jumps and going down a reckless, uh, you know, terrain and never in my life really, um, was I ever worried about getting hurt and seemingly rightfully so. Because in the end, the thing that hurt me was somebody else and being terrible on the shittiest, slowest run on the mountain. Just some motherfucker literally ruining my life. So my PTSD now is about people. I'm just afraid of other people. Um, So but I've always since since I started snowboarding, um, which is a long time now, but like I've always taken to the trees. I like going through the trees. I like finding my own little lines. So I've always been the kind of guy who's kind of stays away from people, but you know, sometimes they're unavoidable and yeah, I have PTSD about just like passing people. I'm just, I feel like I'm just going to be avoiding people at all costs. Yeah. Um, But whatever, we'll see what happens. Well, that is the episode you guys enjoy your daylight savings weekend. You get, you lose an hour of sleep, you get an extra hour of daylight. Enjoy that. We'll be back Monday. Have a great few days. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>